I'm Nikki Hardy, and this is Chemo Chair Prayers. I'm so glad you're here. Hold on, let me take that back for just a hot second, because this is a podcast for anyone who's heard the words, it's cancer. So if that's you or someone you love, I am so sorry. I just hate that for you. So yes, I kind of wish you weren't here. But I'm also super glad you're here, because if you're struggling to keep fear and worry at bay, to trust God no matter what, or simply need a little faith boost and to feel God's loving arms around you, you are in the right place. I lost both my mum and sister to cancer and was then diagnosed myself just six weeks after losing my sister. I know all too well how cancer robs us of so much. The certainty of who and whose we are, how to pray when we have no words, the future we planned and imagined, not to mention the strength, peace, trust, and yep, even the joy and laughter we long for. So if you don't want to merely survive cancer, but long to thrive in the midst of it, take a seat, grab your cup of tea, let your shoulders relax, and allow me to lead you through a short story and a prayer using our guided format with the acronym TRUST followed by a simple practical invitation to experience God's loving presence now and in the days ahead. I'm pretty sure every hospital has the same standard issue waiting room chairs, comfy enough for hours of waiting, but with an industrial strength to withstand hundreds of hours of nervous shifting and spilt coffee, and sitting on the squeaky plastic chairs of the stark, sterile room we'd been told to wait in after my colonoscopy, I was tired and still slightly drugged and loopy. The words, we found a tumour and it's either cancer or lymphoma, sounded more like, we found a sandwich and it's either ham or cheese. Maybe it was the colonoscopy drug still in my system, making me woozy and uncaring. Maybe it was denial. Maybe it was the peace of the Lord. Either way, as far as I can remember, all I said was, oh, okay. It wasn't until my doctor called later that week to say the pathology results confirmed cancer, rectal cancer, that I fell apart and the fear crept in. Okay, so maybe it didn't creep in, It was more like it swept in with the unrelenting force of a northeaster gale in midwinter in the Yukon. But you get the picture. That's when I was afraid. I'd only lost my sister to cancer six weeks before, and my mum six years before that. So it felt like the heat-seeking missile of death from our family had locked in on me, and more importantly, locked in on my rear end. If you're new around here, Welcome. This month we are diving into the fear, worry and overwhelm that comes unwanted with every cancer diagnosis. But way more importantly, we're looking at how to fight it, conquer it and not let it boss us around and be in the driving seat of our cancer journey so we can feel calmer, more in control and have a peace about us that's not dependent on what the surgeon says or how rubbish we feel. That moment in the doctor's office wasn't the last time I felt panic and fear take over. Of course not. I am not immune and I know you're not either. Because no one is. And if there's one thing I've learnt, it's that we can't banish fear once and for all. But we can learn to deal with it. To shut it up and take away its power. And to make sure it's what we say in England, it's all mouth and no trousers. Or as you guys say, all bark and no bite. 
I know you've been there, as I've heard from so many of you, that fear, especially fear of the unknowns, is your biggest struggle when it comes to your cancer journey. I know you want to stop thinking every headache is a brain tumour. I know you want to face the possibility of not seeing your grandkids go off to kindergarten with more peace than panic. And I get it that you want to be able to lie on the scanner machine with a calmness you've not known before. That's why today we're going to talk about three ways to win the war on worry and find that peace and calm that we're looking for. But before we dive in, I want to invite you to a couple of exciting opportunities that are really going to help you in your fear-fighting journey as you walk the walk with cancer and you want to find that peace and calm that you so long for. The first is to join us next week on the podcast when I will be interviewing my handsome husband, Al Hardy, as he dives into his journey with fear and anxiety and unpacks the verses in Philippians about do not be anxious about anything. Then I've already mentioned in previous episodes that we have a fear fighting resource coming up in the weeks ahead for you. Then, after all that, I am going to be doing a fear-fighting Q&A episode where you get to ask me anything you want. Maybe you've been listening these last couple of weeks and you've been thinking, yes, but how do I deal with that in my situation? Well, now's your chance. There are two ways to submit your questions. Either submit it in writing at nikkihardy.com slash ask or leave it in a quick voice message and that is at nikihardy.com slash message and if you leave a voice message I can actually play it on the Chemo Chair Prayers podcast if you're okay with that. So I'll put both those links in the show notes so you don't need to jot them down right now. So let's get back to waging war on worry. How can we do that? Because that's what it feels like a never-ending war. One of the places that I've discovered is super powerful in beating fear and finding peace, and I know I so often overlook this or don't give it enough thought, but that place is our bodies. All too often we think of fear and worry as a mental battle that rages in our minds, and of course it does, but we forget that fear and anxiety and overwhelm and uncertainty and panic don't just affect our bodies, but they show up physically as well. And more importantly, we can fight them there as well. So today I want to give you three ways to wage war on worry in your body. Not just because they're often overlooked ways, but because I find them super powerful and often easier to get to grips with and put into action than some of the other things we've talked about. But before we do that, I want to encourage you not to dismiss them for their simplicity. Their power and effectiveness lie in their simplicity, in how simple and easy they are to do. And they're inherently linked to the way our bodies handle and hang on to fear. So we'd be absolutely bonkers not to add these to our weaponry as we wage war on worry and fear. The first way we can wage war on worry with our bodies may be something that you feel like you haven't done in far too long, and that's simply smiling. And I know it may not feel like you've got anything to smile about, but I want to let you into a little known fact. Smiling whether fake or real, 
causes feel-good hormones to course through our bodies. Yep, you heard me. You don't even need to have anything to smile about. That smile can be 100% fake. Simply smiling a big smile, whether you feel like it or not, but one that makes the corners of your eyes crease, will release hormones, endorphins, and natural painkillers. Smiling works to reduce stress, elevate your mood, and decrease pain. It's absolutely brilliant, so simple, and yet so powerful. So next time you feel fear or worry start to rear its ugly head or get the better of you in the chemo chair, smile a big, wide, goofy grin. I promise you it works. I've even tried it in so many different situations, from doctor's appointments to those moments before I go on stage to speak. Have you ever seen a cat licking its paws in the face of a fox or some other imminent danger? Or maybe you've seen a bunny caught in headlights, not sure whether to run or to stay and fight. That's called a displacement activity. And our bodies become paralyzed by fear. The adrenaline is pumping. Fight or flight? We have no idea what to do. We're caught between the two. So in the case of the bunny or the cat, they just stare. They sit and lick their paws instead. This fear and panic has a way of paralyzing our bodies as well. We freeze in place, we get stuck in bed and we can't muster the courage to move. We're blinded and stare into space. Have you ever found yourself staring over the dishes, just not knowing what to do? Our displacement activity might look very different to a bunny or a cat, but the answer is just the same. Now I know I've just got you smiling, a big, goofy, inane grin. Well now I want to get you moving. Breaking out of that displacement activity, that fight or flight, that freeze and paralysis takes getting us moving. Or maybe when fear gets you, you don't freeze, but you get jittery. I know I've been like that a million times. But either way, fight fear by getting moving. Go for a walk. You know, outside is the best place. You can breathe in the fresh air or maybe stay at home if you can't get outside. Have a 30-second dance party. Arm wrestle with your grandson. Mow the lawn. Vacuum the house. I don't care what you do, but get moving. Shake the jitters out, or as we used to say to the kids, let's shake out our sillies. We have to break out of that paralysis or shake away the jitters. Ideally, it's a long walk or a yoga class, not something that's going to amp you up. But just like smiling, exercise has positive effects on our mental health and stops us dwelling on our fears. It diverts us, it releases muscle tension and even engages the parts of our brain that fight imaginary fears. The research is endless and I'm going to put a ton of it in the show notes if you want to dive into it deeper. But when coupled to other things that we've talked about recently, using scripture, looking at what's real and what's imagined, journaling... It's super, super helpful. All these fear fighting techniques that we've talked about are meant to be cumulative. It's like you can keep them in a toolbox and use different ones at different times or use two or three at the same time. So let me ask you, how are you going to get moving today? You've heard me talk about this last way of winning the war on worry so many times because it is my go-to fear fighting weapon. It's breathing in Jesus and breathing out the fear. But this time, I want to add another component to it. 
And that is something called block breathing or square breathing, or you might have heard it be called four by four breathing. And it's simply where we inhale for four counts, hold for four counts, exhale for four counts, and hold for four counts, and then repeat. This deep breathing, used by everyone from Navy SEALs and Marines to CEOs and actresses, has been proven to reduce our heart rate and our blood pressure. The two things fear shoot up through the roof. And as I block breathe, I even move my hands in a square as I go up for four and inhale, hold for four as I go along, go down for four as I exhale, hold for four as I go back along, in for four, hold for four, exhale for four, hold for four. We are block breathing four by four. So when you feel the jitters or the nervousness or you find yourself in a displacement activity, staring off into space, stop for a moment, smile, start block breathing. Inhale Jesus for four, hold for four, exhale the fear for four, and hold for four. Add in visualizing a calm, peaceful scene like the mountains, lapping ocean waves, or somewhere you feel calm and happy, and then doing it all over again. Inhaling Jesus, holding for four, exhaling fear, holding for four. And add all that together and you have got yourself one powerful weapon in your arsenal against worry. These are just three ways to wage war on worry and I'm sure you've got other go-to things that help you and I would love to hear about them. Come and find me over on the show notes or on Instagram and Facebook and leave a comment. I do really believe that thriving is a team sport and we can have some great discussions about the different things that we use to fight fear. What you do might really help me or somebody else. And remember, as I've said before, these ways are all stackable. You can walk, breathe, smile and visualize all at the same time while reciting scripture. In this war against worry, we need the cannons firing from every front while the infantry and the cavalry charge. So try doing different things in different combinations at different times and see what helps the most. Do what works for you. What works for me might not be the exact same thing that works for you. God created us all wonderfully different. Above all, be sure that you don't need to let fear and worry be the driver in your cancer journey. Before we pray together, I want to remind you that coming up, we have an Ask Me Anything episode about fear and worry and anxiety. And you can leave a message either in writing or an actual voice message that I can play here on Chemo Chair Prayers. If you want to leave a written message, just go to nikkihardy.com slash ask or leave a quick voice message at nikkihardy.com slash message. I would love to hear from you and we can have a great discussion that episode. Now we're going to take a moment to pray using our simple guided prayer format that uses the acronym TRUST, thanking him for who he is and what he's done, resting in his love, unburdening our hearts, surrendering our hopes, fears and needs, and lastly, taking him at his word. This is an opportunity for me to pray over you but also for you to make these prayers your own. And you can stop the audio at any time and simply sit with Jesus or pray your own prayers. So let's pray. 
starting by thanking him for who he is and what he's done. Lord, I thank you that you have created each one of us differently. And even though we all feel fear and worry and anxiety, Lord, we don't have to fight this alone. You have given us your spirit, you have given us one another, and you have given us power to walk in your peace that guards our hearts. So Lord, I thank you that you give us the gift of your spirit, you give us the gift of your peace. May we learn to walk in it. So take a moment to thank him for who he is and what he's done. Now let's rest in his love. Lord, with all the fear and the anxiety and the worry churning around us, it's sometimes hard to simply rest in your love. We know in our heads that you love us, but cancer can make it feel like you're mad at us or you're ignoring us, or we're just simply not good enough. So Lord, today we take a moment to accept your love for us and sink into it and allow your loving arms to envelop us. Can I invite you to do just that? Sit for a moment and imagine God's loving arms wrapped around you. Just sit in that place of being truly loved. Now let's unburden our hearts. Lord, we have so much to be afraid of. There are fears coming at us day and night. Medical things, family things, diagnoses, tumors, scans, chemo, pain, the future. And Lord, we can get totally paralyzed by the fear. So Lord, we lay it all out in front of you. We say, how long, O Lord? Do you see our pain, O Lord? And we give it to you. So now can I invite you to take a moment and unburden your hearts. Maybe imagine taking off a knapsack that is full of your burdens and your worries. Now let's surrender those hopes, fears, and needs to Jesus. Lord, we have this backpack full of heavy rocks and fears and worries and anxieties and hopes and dreams that we don't know will ever come to pass. But Lord, we know that you are good. We know that you love us. We know that you have plans to prosper us and give us hope and a future that you died for us. So in that trust, we give you this backpack. We lay it at your feet and we say, not my will, but yours be done, Lord. Come into this moment. We want more of you. And can I invite you to do just that and imagine laying this backpack full of rocks and worries and fears and hopes and needs at Jesus's feet. And lastly, let's take him at his word. Lord, you say we can cast our burdens onto you because you love us. And we have done just that. 
So Lord, we trust you, we believe you, and we know that you will be with us no matter what lies ahead, that you love us no matter what lies ahead, no matter what fear, what worry, what need, what hope we have. You will not leave us, you will not abandon us, and your love is secure. We believe, help our unbelief. And before we close, just take a moment to take him at his word, declaring to the Lord in all your doubt and worry and disbelief that you are choosing to take him at his word. As we always do on chemo chair prayers, I'm going to end with something super practical or spiritual that you can take into the week ahead. Because as we always say at the church that we pastor, it's great that people come and they hear about God and they leave wanting to change. But what if we came to church and you listened to this podcast and you let God do the work and you put down your earphones changed by him, not me? So this is something to help you engage with God, to connect with him, let him work inside you and transform you. And it's simply to do the three things that I laid out today. To smile, knowing that he loves you and is passionately for you. To move, get outside, have a dance party, do some yoga, and then breathe. Breathe him in and breathe out the fear. Add in the block breathing and the visualizing and invite Jesus in to every single part of this. And I do so want to hear how God has moved in your life and help you fight that fear and that worry that is ever present, how he's brought brought peace and calm into those jitters and those worries and those night times of staring at the ceiling. So until next week, my friend, see you soon. You've been listening to Chemo Chair Prayers with me, Nikki Hardy. And my prayer is that this has given you one more way to discover that with God, life doesn't have to be pain-free to be full. And then go live it. Yes, life can be hard, really hard. And while God never promised us a perfect life, free of heartache and worry, he did promise us a full, abundant life. And the truth is, it's not off in the future somewhere waiting for us when our cancer's over. Nope, the life he has for us might not be all we'd planned and imagined, but it is full of intimacy, connection, love, laughter and peace, right in the midst of all we're going through. I always say thriving is a team sport, so please know we are in this together. And I'd love to hear how you're doing and how Chemo Chair Prayers has helped you in your journey. So why not come over to the Chemo Chair Prayers website, which is not just where some of the best discussions happen, but it's also where you can download a copy of your trust-guided prayer format in a handy-dandy bookmark. You'll also find me on Instagram and Facebook, so do come and say hello over there. Now, did you know that there are over 1.8 million people diagnosed with cancer each year? So if you found any encouragement from listening to Chemo Chair Prayers, would you hit subscribe and leave a five-star review so others journeying through cancer can find it as well? 
then why not recommend it to a friend who's been diagnosed, your cancer support group, or even your oncologist. And remember, my friend, you are loved and seen. And you've got this because he's got you. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen.